Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. It's another episode of your favorite true crime podcast. Let's hope. Martinis and murder. Yeah, let's hope that and that's murder. true. And murder. Every Didn't someone tweet us saying, like, I cannot, can't stop saying martinis and murder. murder. That's yeah, like we've our done that a lot. big Snapchat thing. Totally. Um, Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, I wanted to kick it off this week, actually, with a huge announcement, John, which we sort of touched upon last week, but... We are doing another live show just in time for the holidays. Yeah. It's a great Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday gift you want to be getting this year. It's a holiday miracle. It's a holiday miracle. Right, right. Come be in the audience at Caroline's on December 21st at 730 here in New York City. It's the same place we were last time, yeah. right in Midtown, right by our office. You can actually buy tickets now at oxygen.tv slash Caroline's. My parents will be there. So, I mean, if you don't want to see me and John. And let's be honest. You want to see Michael and Susan. Your parents were, or at least your mom, was a big part of the first show that we did. I impromptu is you you let me go with it. And um, I promised to be better (laughs) behaved this time, John. Let's see. I mean, don't. Why promise that? Let's see how it goes. Just with you. You know, I'm going to allow you to sing because I know you love to sing. Thank you. We're still going to have to throw some shit at Matt, though. Definitely. That's okay. In fact, we should have like maybe a like Santa's bag full of projectiles that we could (gasps) maybe throw at him. Oh, oh, like just what happened now? Oh, I damn. felt it on my back. What could it be? I think it's a fucking, it's a fresh, a fresh orange, orange peel. peel. And he's throwing more. I did. I will say I walked into the studio today and you I saw what? an orange and I was like, oh no. Can we get like a PTSD. big Santa bag of coal? And then just, and just smash it over it his at head. Matt. Whatever that's Still happen. throwing orange peels. I hope yeah, the president of Oxygen walks by right now. She wouldn't that be hilarious if by the way, she's never down here where ne- we're recording. Never. But like what would what by. would you say if you saw a grown ass I, man? I think she would laugh, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Throwing yeah. orange peels yeah. at his you know coworkers. Why I did that? Because you wrote Somebody wrote on my Instagram, why don't you ever mess with Darren? Oh. And Darren wrote, he knows better. <laughs> that's he a good point. He does know better. Yeah. Because John's, uh, let me tell you something. John's yeah. a tough cookie. Thank you. I am. Like, I wouldn't mess with you. You're muscular. Thank you. You've got good shape to oh, you. Oh, wow. That's For completely me, not true. But 
you're too nice. I For am me, too nice, I'm yeah. weak, I'm small, but I'm an asshole, <laughs> and he knows not to mess with me. Interesting way to look at that. Yes. Yeah. You never know what's going on in Matt's head, you know? How or he, any of ours, actually. We're going to, uh, going back to the Caroline show, we're going to have a special guest. Now, last week we yes. said we would announce the details. Very excited to announce that our friend Michelle Collins will join us. She is a comedian and a former co-host of The View, so you guys probably have seen her on TV quite a quite a few times uh she was on the view a few seasons ago she's very funny and actually matt used to be her boss back in the day as well so this is all just like circling back to matt frankly so it'll be fun to have two people that have and used to report to matt on stage performing at the same time this is going to be a matt bash 2017 absolutely if anything that's exactly what it's going to be i love her i love michelle collins's bio because like part of it in there is always like and people often recognize her as the 17th host of the view and i was like that's amazing i love you so much collins loves me yes are we sure about that we're sure. I mean, I think How we'll confident. find out. Okay, we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, but uh, we'll find I can't out. imagine her saying anything negative about no, me. Okay. We'll see. No, we'll, we'll see. see. I, I just can't. We'll see. It's, I just can't. It's, it's, December it's the 21st. holidays. You know what I mean? Miracles happen and right. Santa's here. So right. we never know. December 21st. Um, Tickets are already selling so fast. So make sure to make your plans. Buy them ASAP. We would love to have a cocktail it with was you guys. so fun to meet the fans of the show that did come yes. to our first one a few months ago so um i feel like we have a whole bunch of new fans even since that last show so it'll be exciting to see who shows up we kind of do have the best fans in the world we definitely they send do. us so many good things we get gifts now by the way if you want to send us things in the mail this holiday season no anthrax or anything yeah though. please don't send things like we that we have so much anthrax we have it's enough like, of that as it's it is too much it's, it's stacking the shelves stored up yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um you can find the address in the show notes on this episode, but we do want to say a special thanks to Carrie from Detroit yes. who sent us homemade metal bracelets and love. we absolutely love them. You can find a link to her Etsy shop in our show notes as well. She writes, Martinis and Murder Crew, thank you for making Monday something I look forward to. Keep kicking ass. Love you guys, except Matt. Fuck you. <laughs> I hope you like the homemade gifts, Carrie from Detroit. So thanks, Carrie. I- I'm so obsessed. Good, right? I love when people just write to Matt on his Instagram like, fuck you, yeah, Matt. I mean, it's we presented like they... it in a meeting with his boss, yeah. and I was like, look at the Instagram followers <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's getting. It's the engagement. It's a, it's a really a beautiful thing, our fans. And a big thank you to you, because we really love you. And Megan, yes. you made you made, you made made a bracelet for Megan, and she was so touched. Yes, she was. She was mid-tears, and she was just so happy. She tried it on. We're all very excited, so thank you so much for doing that. And by the way, thanks, Megan. You help us set up the technology to make the show run every week, so Thank you in advance. I Megan was just, texting me at 10 p.m. the other night about something, and I was like, she, she is was, dedicated. Do Are we sure that she does anything, though, or just, like, comes here for the free drinks? <laughs> no, that's like, Matt. I see her that's clicking Matt. things, but I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like she's she hitting enter once. Like, thanks, Megan. Like, great. Yeah, that's like, a, well, you know. You gotta hit enter. I think you're so used to Matt not doing anything, you assume everybody's... It's the, it's the M Exactly. Name. That's what's confusing One me. One last Sorry, announcement Megan. before we get into this week's show. Um, Oxygen Crime Stickers yes. are now available in the iOS App Store. So, from general crime-related decals like sirens and evidence markers to stickers related to the Oxygen series like Cold Justice and Snapped and Martinis mm-hmm. and Murder, Murder. Stickers. Oh my god, I love that. We were having though. so much fun. We were in a group text with Matt yesterday, and there's so many ways to like, you know, there's like a busted sign, you guys put guilty, me behind jail, behind bars. <laughs> it's really fun. If you have iOS, uh, stickers are so much fun. The and reindeer head is on there, head, which is my favorite. Cheers, bitches is another one. The reindeer head is funny because it kind of has a little bit of like a wonky, lazy drunk yeah, guy, and I'm like, yeah. that's so Matt. Well, that's the show. Yeah, we're, that's we usually so have Matt. A drunk that's what guy. Matt actually looks like. So you can check those out uh, in 
the iOS app store. Just search for Oxygen Crime Stickers. Just so many gifts to give this holiday season. But let's kick this off by us getting a gift. Yes. Matt? Matt, what are we drinking? I'm parched. Okay, well, first I wanted to say... We are aiming to have merchandise yes! at the show. That's right. Oh, my God. How could I have forgotten uh, that? And we're starting kind of small. There will only be a couple of items, but we have plans <laughs> to make a lot more soon. So so come early, come often. Details coming soon. And get your merch. Yes. Do we know? I Don't tell us now, but do you know some of the things that we're going to be selling right now off the top of your head? Beanie Just hats. Really? T-shirts. Oh, oh. I want. And I want. Maybe socks. Okay. Do we get a discount or do we have to pay full price? I feel for like these we'll probably men? have to pay full price. Definitely. Yeah. No, I'll have to pay double. You get half <laughs> off. Um, um, okay, so the drink of the yeah. week. So this week's murder is, or murders, I should say. Oh, yeah, that's is, true. Uh, it's, it's a pretty brutal story. Yeah. And I was having trouble thinking of some sort of concoction. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. I wanted to do something just like a stiff hard drink yeah we're going back to a regular standard gin martini we're gonna have a little bit a little a little bit of vermouth and also we're gonna add a splash of orange bitters into it but make sure mine doesn't have vermouth remember i hate vermouth okay didn't love i'm good with everything that that you're throwing down i love some orange bitters okay I've never had orange bitters, but I will say when I walked in the studio, or wait, yes, I have. What am I saying? But when I walked in the studio, you've never had pumpkin pie. I never had pumpkin pie. We'll get to that in the listener. No, we'll get to the pumpkin pie uh, when we get to the voicemails Uh, this week. Great voicemail. Stay tuned for that. But I walked in and saw the orange and I was having like hives and flashbacks of when I was hit in the face with an orange peel. It was really traumatic for you. It was. Yeah. Well, let's get into this week's uh, murder. And this one is crazy. This one's you. You were in a state of depression for a solid hour today. Yeah, we were texting or messaging each other, and I was like, I literally had to kind of like take a break from it yeah. because it was actually really affecting me. You were me. upset. You were very yeah, upset. It, well, I was upset. Uh, we are doing the BTK killer, which we've gotten a lot of requests on social media voicemail. So there's actually so many people that were interested in this. We couldn't name you all, but thank you to everyone who gave this as a suggestion. He's very for profound us. in yes. terms of the serial killers of history. Right. Um, you know, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, oh, we're discussing. BTK killer and she's like I haven't thought about him in years and so this is a very well known murderer right do we say what BTK stands for are you gonna get or should we let it unfold or should we just say Mm. what it stands for let the mystery if you don't know it let the mystery let's do that okay yeah because it's kind of disturbing so let's start with the early life of this guy this is Dennis Rader who was born on March 9th 1945 in Pittsburgh Kansas a quiet town located in the corner of Kansas where Oklahoma and Missouri meet that's kind of confusing yeah that is because Pittsburgh like I have friends that live in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania I had to reread I was like yeah okay Matt has a thought no. Oh, please don't. <laughs> me, I know. The eldest of four children, his parents, William and Dorothea Rader, decided to move to Wichita, Kansas's largest city when Dennis was a young boy. Dennis went on to spend pretty much his entire life in Wichita, with the exception of uh, his time in the service and some college. So, you know, he's serving. Oh, love like, that sound. Like She's, Matt is serving. That was us. actually a perfectly perfect timed. timing. Um, so according to A&E, he didn't, A&E, he didn't experience any childhood trauma and he called his upbringing normal. But at a young age, Dennis started torturing animals. Now we've talked about the signs of a murderer throughout. That's like the start of Absolutely. anything, smaller animals. He hung cats and dogs. I can't. 
which is like really, no. really horrible. Let's not even read that statement. Yeah. I can't even handle that. Beginning uh, his strangling career early. Now, remember in our first live show, we talked to you talked about how you feel more sorry sometimes for animals than other human beings. Was that insensitive of me? Maybe a little bit. Okay. We'll move on. According to Rolling Stone, the sight of chickens waiting to be slaughtered sexually aroused him. He also became obsessed with women's underwear. He would steal them and wear them, according to Investigation Discovery. So, you know, things are getting a little bit awkward now, especially here. As a child, Dennis was in the Boy Scouts and in a church youth group. Um, He was considered an average student at Riverview Elementary School. He sometimes appeared withdrawn by some accounts. He later admitted, according to Investigation Discovery, that while in grade school, he had fantasies about bondage, control, and torture. So... To me, it's like, who even knows what this stuff is when you're in grade school? Yeah, I mean, how would you even know what a sexual torture is? Yeah, like, I didn't even know I was gay or what gay even was until, like, my junior year of high school or something. And when I think about it, I don't remember, like, how or when I learned what sex was. And I I feel like I've always just known. but. To know so vividly that whatever you're thinking is a little weird at that age totally. says something to me. Very weird. I have a story. Okay. Oh, God. So <laughs> when I first started learning about sex, I asked my brother what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got and, those questions, too. And he said, well, what do you think it is? And I, I said. Where are we going here? Um, I think I said, well, I think. You put your finger somewhere. Matt, <laughs> cut off his mic. Cut the mic. That's a wrap on Matt. That's this a wrap episode. on this episode of the PTK. Why doesn't that surprise me, by the way? Why do know. we let him speak? I don't know. We're moving as on. As soon as he said thing, I was out. I was, I was out like, like a light. I was like, nope, nope, nope make nope. our drinks. Anyway, as he reached puberty, this Dennis person, uh, he used to fantasize about tying girls up and sexually abusing them, which is obviously very disturbing. He fantasized about tying up Mouseketeer Annette Funicello, in particular, CBS News reports. He, oh, and our thank drinks are coming you. through. Thank you. Mine's vermouthless. Okay, thank you. He's just at to start with his finger. He'll oh, be there in a second. Finger, yeah, yeah, he'll okay, be back great. in a second. Oh, God, please don't do that. Yep. Um, he used to tie himself up as a kid and give himself, quote, sexual release, according to the last podcast on the left, which Megan here has worked on. Yeah, uh, it's like we're all connected and we in should some mention sort of way, yes. That we are going to have one of the hosts from that podcast as a guest on our own show yes. soon. So details on that are t- TBD. But we're so excited about show, this. But let yeah. me ask you this. When we were reading these details sort of about the background of him growing up, you know, he had no known, you know, known sexual abuse when he was right. a kid. Seemed to live like a grow up kind of normal and, ha- you know, quote unquote normal, whatever that is. Yeah. So I wonder if this is like a chemical imbalance or if this is something that you're just born with or you pre exposed Like what in yeah. his mind, what circuits in his mind are not firing off the way maybe anyone else might? Well, you know, the, the conversation about mental illness has really become prominent in the United States in in recent years because of all the uh, mass shootings. And I think this is a great example of somebody who, and we'll get into like the way he reacted in general. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into all of like his reactions and things in court later on that are clear indicators that there's something very mentally disturbing about something's not firing a synapse isn't connecting here right in 1963 dennis graduated from wichita heights high school he worked at a grocery store until 1965 when he moved to selena to attend kansas wesleyan college fun fact thank you matt my brother went to wesleyan university in In connecticut 
Connecticut because there's another Wesley. I feel like there's Wesleyans everywhere. There's like Ohio Wesleyan, yeah. like Miami. Well, I don't even know Miami, yeah. Ohio Wesleyan. Right, but right. he went to Wesleyan University in Connecticut. That's garnishing re- drinks. I don't know if I want the I didn't orange get a peel. Fucking garnish. I don't know if I want the orange peel near me, to be honest. Well, Dennis was considered a below average student and he received poor grades, according to Thought.co. After just a year of school, he decided to enlist in the military. So during the summer of 1966, Dennis, who was then at the time 21 years old, joined the U.S. Air Force. He spent four years in the Air Force being stationed in Alabama, Japan, Korea, Greece, and Turkey. Wow. Like, yeah. Of all the places he went, he went to Alabama, Japan, <laughs> Korea, Greece, and Turkey. Yeah. Alabama is still probably the most foreign to me of all those places anyway. That's a good point, yes. Um, Take a drink oh, if you're he's listening. garnishing, so I'm just going to wait. Right. By the way, I think yeah. if I were to join any sort of service, the Air Force would be my last choice. Because Why is that? Well, a little bit of a fear of flying. It just feels it, it feels like that. an extra scare to me. And so yeah. that just, you know, just like added pressure. That's true. I just took a quick sip of mine before... We cheers, and I think Matt is trying to that kill is me. So inappropriate. Know, it's so really inappropriate. Sorry. Cheers, bitches. Cheers, bitches. Make sure stop we stop yellering, guys. Cheers. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think he's trying to kill me. This is, might be the strongest drink I've ever had. Whew. Like, I took barely a sip, and I can feel the that's warmth medicinal. in my chest. Yes. Yeah, that's medicinal. All right. So during that time, Dennis attained the Air Force Good Conduct Medal, the Small Arms Expert Markmanship Ribbon, and the National Defense Service Medal. This guy is clearly dedicated to his craft, let's say, a skill. He's committed. He's diligent. He's, he's good. good at his job, yeah. He mostly worked on the installation of antenna equipment while in the Air Force. By 1970, Dennis was actively discharged from the Air Force and went back home to Wichita and began working at IGA Supermarket in the meat department. Did you ever, have you ever been to an IGA? I, you know, I didn't even know what it was. It's kind of, I feel like it's a regional. Um, it's got to be like a Midwestern thing. Yeah, well, I lived in Pennsylvania when I was a really young child, and I remember going to the IGA supermarket. So huh. when I saw this here for like literally the first time since I was a kid, I was like, ooh, was that was he in one of the IGAs that I was in when I was a kid? You're shopping in the meat Maybe, department. yeah. Darren, where have you been all day? Well, every week at this time, I wait in line at the post office to mail glitter bombs to our producer, Matt, at his office, his home, and his home office. It's part of my weekly routine. I sincerely hope you're leaving my name off of the return address. And why aren't you using stamps.com? It's a much easier way to send Matt your festive packages, and it doesn't involve wasting hours in line at the post office. Wait, I thought stamps.com was postage for things like postcards, birthday cards to your grandparents, and letters canceling your gym membership. Can it handle my special delivery? 
deliveries? Well, Stamps.com lets you do anything you would do at the post office right from the comfort of your own desk, including buying and printing official U.S. postage for any letter or package. And unlike the post office, Stamps.com is always open. Wow, this is going to free up so much of my time. Maybe I'll even pick up a hobby, like axe throwing. Yeah, there's that. Or you could try to actually send out your holiday cards on time this year. No one wants a Happy New Year card in March, Darren. Message received, John. And right now, you can use the promo code MARTINIS and receive a four-week trial, which includes postage and a digital scale. Skip the line this holiday season and go to Stamps.com. For a special offer, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in MARTINIS. That's Stamps.com and enter MARTINIS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. He eventually met his wife and future mother of their two children, Paula Dietz, in 1971. They married that same year. They were wed on May 22, 1971, as reported by the Wichita Eagle. He was 26 and she was 23. So we should talk a little bit about his jobs because they actually are kind of pertinent to the information about the murders Mm -hmm. later on. So in 1972, Dennis left the IGA Superstore to work for Wichita's largest employer at the time, outdoor supply company Coleman Company. He graduated from Wichita State University in 1979 with a bachelor's in the administration of justice. Which is funny. Yeah, of all things. Ironic, rather. Administration of justice. It was his third time uh, attending college. Again, not a notable student, according to Thought.co. On a chilling note, according to the New York Times, he worked at the Wichita-based office of ADT Security Services from 1974 to 1988, where he installed security alarms in homes. Just keep this in mind keep this for in the mind story. Because in several cases, he installed security alarms for homeowners specifically concerned about the BTK killings, according to Investigation Discovery. So... That's just one of those things. It's like how it's like the type of thing you read in a book or in a, see in a movie. Totally. It seems so bizarre. It's so ironic. Dennis worked as a census field operations supervisor for the Wichita area in 1989. He also worked as a dog catcher and city ordinance uh, enforcement officer, which is insane considering that he used to hang dogs as a child. Oh. Um, During this time, one neighbor, Donna Berry, complained that he killed a dog in front of her and her children and its owners, according to ABC News. This would traumatize me for life and give me PTSD, what you're about to say. Um, Quote, Berry said she and her children were out on their front lawn one day and a neighbor from across the street was outside with his dog. In his capacity as a dog catcher and ordinance officer, Berry said Raider approached the dog and allegedly tried to mace it. But according to Berry, the wind blew the mace back in his face. She says Raider groped for his tranquilizer gun but couldn't get to it that's when he allegedly pulled out a gun and shot the dog um the fuck are you macing a dog for? yeah exactly however uh she also told abc quote he was general generally a really nice gentleman i've known him since i was probably four or five years old so you know dennis was also a devout member of his church in fact he was the president of christ lutheran church according to cbs news he was also a boy scout troop leader so all of this i think we wanted to make sure we gave his background because all intents and purposes, he's a normal guy. And, uh, which is aside common. Aside from those things. Right, exactly, which is so common. It's like... The Green River guy. It's he your was totally normal. Neighbor. He's helping people fix their houses and their cars for yeah. free. And then, and then this they're happens. raping and murdering people right. on the side. Well, let's little, get into that. side project. Exactly. Uh, so in 2005, a local Wichita news anchor appeared on CNN to discuss interviewing Dennis, in which Dennis said, quote, 
all males probably go through some kind of sexual fantasy. Mine were just a <laughs> little bit weirder. Weirder than other people. Emphasis mine. Yeah. Anyway, I think somewhere along the line I knew, probably by the time I was in eighth grade or a freshman in high school, I knew I had some abnormal tendencies at that point in time. But they exploded on January the 15th, 1974. That's when I finally, that's when the game ball, the ball game exploded. <laughs> game You're ball. Not a sports fan. Um, <laughs> no, I am. You know, I just wanted, this is just crazy. As you were reading that, I was thinking, yeah, this is really, really weird wording because, yeah. and here's a spoiler alert, but four people die. Yeah. Okay. And the ball game exploded. That's, is he saying he hit a home run or something? Oh. You know? Yeah. Like, or like his, his entire fantasy had been realized. Like that's kind of how I read it, you know, yeah. like. His whole world erupted because this was his yeah. calling. Yes. It sounds weird to say, but yeah. that's what it's, but it, but it's fireworks also to me. Strange that yeah. four people die and he's saying a home run, which is four runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah, that's actually a really good. That's a really good point. And I think drink, drink, drink. <laughs> uh, I think. I think the way that it's being quoted is an important thing to note because we're going to get into his demeanor, demeanor, yeah. and he's just kind of saying this as if it's yeah. i went to john's house for dinner we right. had pasta we did this it's so <laughs> normal so right. what happened matt sort of told you he killed four members of the otero family dennis had met julie otero while, wor while working at the coleman plant where she also worked according to fox news on january 15th 1974 dennis approached her home and cut the phone lines julie was married with children it's weird to think about how cutting phone lines like but that's yeah. a very serious offense but now i'm like do i have to be worried about that yeah oh wait no i don't oh, right we because don't because i have a cell phone. phone and it's not 1974 but i i have considered like that would be the scariest thing Absolutely. to me you know i was thinking you know the opening to scream how yes. she's i always think that's about that thought. when i'm like oh my god like what's going on with the phones and everything so Julie was married with children. Dennis actually considered walking away at one point and admitted in court that he was having reservations, according to CNN. So something in his mind is telling him he shouldn't be doing what he's about to do. Right. But then, as he's having this thought, the door opened. The family's young son opened it to let the dog out, and Dennis saw this as an opportunity to enter. He went in, pulled a pistol on the family, telling them he was hungry and wanted food. He was basically lying and telling them he was just going to tie them up and rob them. According to the court transcripts, Dennis said he took the four family members back to a bedroom and tied them up while holding them at gunpoint. Soon the family began complaining about being bound too tightly. So Dennis said in court test testimony, quote, I re-loosened the bonds a couple of times. I tried to make Mr. Otero as comfortable as I could. Apparently he had a cracked rib from a car accident, so I had him put a pillow down for his head. Oh, how nice. Well, this gentleman. Yeah. Uh, had he put a, I think a parka or a coat underneath him, you know, they talked to me about, you know, giving the car and whatever money, I guess they didn't have very much money. And from there, I realized that I was already, I didn't have a mask on or anything. They already could ID me. And I made a decision to go ahead and put them down, I guess, or strangle them. Oh, okay. He has such a weird way of explaining. Again, it's so matter of fact, but not necessarily coherent in the way that right. he's saying it. He's just like. You can tell it's stream of conscious, but completely normal. Just yeah. saying what he did that day. It's like he's trying. It's almost like he's like remembering how he prepared yesterday's dinner. He's right. like, well, first I put the milk in the fridge, like preheat the oven, but then I spilled the chips, so I had to clean them up. Da -da -da. Yeah. And it's like that's not. This isn't how you should be describing these things. Totally. 
Then, as Dennis described in court, he put a plastic bag over Mr. Otero's head and wrapped some cords around it and tightened the bag. Dennis soon learned that suffocating someone to death was not as easy as it looks on TV. He said, quote, I have never strangled anyone before, so I really don't know how much pressure he had to put on a person or how long it would take. He also said, I strangled Mrs. Otero, and then she went out. She passed out. I thought she was dead. She passed out. And I strangled Josephine. She passed out. I thought she was dead. And then I went over and put a bag on Junior's head. And then, if I remember right, Mrs. Otero came back. She came back and... Basically, every time he strangled someone and thought they were dead, they would later come to and he'd have to do it all over again. Which is like how horrible. Right. It's like sometimes we get to certain things in the show where it's like, okay, you know, this is what you hear about in crime. But some things always kind of put an extra chill down my spine. And the idea that these people were passing out and like coming back and like realizing what's happening is so This is like a sick like cartoon of some sort of a serial killer gone wrong, you know? John, good point. Yeah, thank you. Drink. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are you coming to, but... You're coming to, to disoriented. Your, your whole family, family. getting right. strangled right. over and over again, and realizing what's happening and not able to do anything about it. I mean, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Well, it actually continues. At one point, the mom came came to you know after she had passed out and begged for her son's life. He eventually killed the parents first. Again, gentlemen. Yeah, killed the parents <laughs> first, and then the boy before taking the 11 year old girl Josephine down to the basement. According to NBC News, uh, you know, well, Josephine, according to CNN, was yeah. the target of his desire. But according to NBC News, a special agent later testified that after Dennis killed Josephine Otero's parents and brother, Josephine asked, what's going to happen to me? Again, she's 11. 11 year old girl. Had to Dennis ask replied, well, honey, you're going to be in heaven with the rest of your family. Here's They're a quote so from horrible. court. I'll be Dennis and you could be the judge. Okay. okay. I then went back and Josephine had woke back up. What did you do then? I took her to the basement and eventually hung her. You hung her in the basement? Yes, sir. Did you do anything else at that time? Yes, I had some sexual fantasies. That was after she was hung. Imagine just like giving matter of fact statements Again, like this. Again, he's just so like, yes, I did this and then I did. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, it's, it's, I don't want to say the word refreshing, but at least it was, okay, he's saying everything he's that he did. So it's coherent. We understand. He's not trying to deny it. We can get justice yeah, for these true. families. Yeah, in, if we can look at a silver lining here, but it's so, like, out of this world to me, the way he's describing it. And when I was reading this part of the research, I always thought, like, what was the judge thinking? Like, how do you stay professional and, like, not have an emotional reaction when someone is admitting to this kind of stuff to you? Totally. Yeah. And, you know, according to Fox News, with yeah. these sexual fantasies, yeah. Dennis apparently masturbated over her body after she died. So um, sick. Unlike many serial killers, Dennis never raped any of his victims, yeah. which we find to be common thread yeah, amongst definitely. a lot of people. But he was sexually aroused by the murders and often left his semen behind at crime scenes, according to Rolling Stone. And remember, the whole chickens before slaughter sexually aroused him. Right. So when he was aroused sexually, he called that state I can't, I can't even read this. You clearly gave me this to read. Did I? He called that state, <laughs> quote, sparky big time, uh-huh. um, which is weird because I'm pretty sure Matt's wife calls him that. Is that Matt's, right? That's yeah. what I heard. <laughs> and according to Rolling Stone, he referred to sexual gratification as so the big awkward. G. Okay. All right. Let's never say those words ever We're again. Out. We're, We're done. done with those. Sparky Moving big on. time over and out. Yep. 
Um, well, he then started toying with the media he after all this stuff. Because, by the, the way, he, yeah, exactly. At this point, he hadn't been caught necessarily. Right. So after the murders, he began toying with the police and the media. He placed his first taunting letter inside an engineering book in the Wichita Public Library in October 1974, according to the book Eratophonophilia Investigating Lust Murder. Then he contacted a local reporter and told them to find it. In the letter, he described in detail how he killed the Otero family 10 months earlier. According to the Seattle Times, he wrote, quote, when this month, by the way, this is a quote. So there, there are a lot of like weird it's hard syntax to read, so here. Just yeah, say yeah, it. yeah exactly. I'll, I'll just say this when doing research, he, he doesn't write well. No. I, I mean, he, right. he, he, he's like almost illiterate. I mean, it's totally. insane. Yeah. The spellings and... Wasn't a great you student, know, also, as we remember. I mean, also, the sparky big time. That I mean, come on. My, it's almost like my, childish. My it's like what a, yeah. I was going to say. It's like what like, a ten-year-old kid would yeah, say. Like. I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, he wrote, quote, When this monster enter my brain, I will never know, but it here to stay. Society can be thankful that there are ways for people like me to relieve myself at time by day, dreams of some victim being torture and being mine. It is, sorry, it a big complicated game my friend of the monster play putting victims number down follow them checking up on them waiting in the dark waiting waiting maybe you can stop him i can't he has already chosen his next victim he signed it yours truly guilt guiltily adding that his codename would be BTK for bind, torture, kill. So now we know so what it go. stands for. So that he clearly was... has a thing for binding and torturing and killing people. And also not spelling things correctly. Yeah, I mean. Which I had to then you pronu- know, pronounce. Can I say something else? I'm sorry I'm talking so much. No. Taryn just looked at me like. Fuck you, man. Somebody what was like, no, you're I almost wrong. Like gave him, I was like, like no, it's fine. Up. And then I was like, why am I but being nice it? to yeah. him? Yeah. She literally scowled at me. And anyway. <laughs> like, ew. I didn't even see, yeah. Um. When doing this script, yeah, I thought about putting in BTK more as yeah. you know the killer right. or this or that or whatever. But like, I didn't want to give him that, yeah, because that's what he, he wants. That though. yeah, that's what he wants. He, he thinks of himself as a hero, right? You know, and and he made this name up, and he wanted people to repeat it, and he wants to go down in yeah. history. And now we're talking about him. And well, and I think you know, and there's I definitely com- more on that. Too. I completely agree, and also the reason we're titling this episode this way is so people people know him as this, right? But in, this is in not terms glorifying our, him exactly, and in terms of our own research, I think what Matt. Matt said is, is is perfect yeah well before we get into the murders of a lot of people that he killed here's a yeah. couple of disturbing details just to keep in mind according to CNN he told investigators that he typically masturbated after killings and that he took underwear from female victims and wore them also sometimes women would regain consciousness after being strangled and he liked to whisper BTK in their ear which I think fucking creepy continues to emphasize Matt's point is that we don't want to keep putting this out yeah. there you know a police detective said that was his form of torture. He certainly wanted them to know that you were being killed by BTK. He also often arranged the victim's clothing when they were dead and took pictures of them. Mm. Catherine Bright, she was 21. She was found stabbed to death in her home on April 14th, 1974. She was also bound with a cord and choked, according to Fox News. According to CNN, Dennis was disappointed that he had to stab Catherine to death and didn't get to strangle her. 
Imagine being disappointed by that. Like, oh, I didn't get yeah. to color the way I wanted to. I, I'm disappointed that my drink's too strong. You know, he's disappointed for very different things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the opposite end of the spectrum. Right, exactly. Uh, he told investigators, she fought like a hellcat. There was no way I was ever going to do what I wanted to do, and I had to put her down. He also said stabbing or shooting people wasn't his forte. Oh, really? Again, gentlemen. <laughs> Catherine's brother, Kevin, was home at the time of the murder. He tied Kevin up and sh- tried to strangle him, but Kevin was fighting, so he shot him twice. He thought Kevin was dead, but when Dennis went to finish off Ke- Catherine, Kevin ran from the house. He survived, but was unable to give an accurate description of Dennis. Catherine had also worked at the Coleman plant. Go ahead, Matt. Matt's rolling over. <laughs> Red flag. What's that? That's two from the Coleman plant. Yeah. Yeah. Are police investigating oh, yeah. people at the Coleman, at the Coleman plant? plant? I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he's also taunting press. I mean, you'd kind of think whether it's like a handwriting match from everyone at Coleman or just general English test 101 might help. Well, but and also, just to think again, I know we haven't really done this in a while, but this is the early 70s. There's not the same technology. There's right. not DNA at this point, or at least it's very early in the DNA world. Well, I mean, there was always that, I forget which movie it was, and I think it's Super Bad or something, where they're talking about how like every crime scene could be solved if there was just semen left at any crime scene <laughs> by the murder. You know, it's like yeah. semen, ultimate DNA. This yeah. guy is masturbating on yeah. these. Like, if there was any sort of, you know, since the 70s, right. yeah, if there were right. any sort of you'd be able to test that and run that. Isn't it weird to think that like something like DNA that I feel like we've grown up in a world where that's just like commonplace, like you just sure. have always kind of known about it, but there was a time not long ago where that wasn't even an option. So, And it's it, not even a perfect science now. No, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah. it's still working to get people exonerated who are on death row or in yeah. prison, and it's yeah. hopefully it's only getting better with technology, but it's definitely very frightening. Yeah, totally. So another victim, Shirley Vian, 24, was found strangled in her home on March 17th, 1977. She was found in her bed with a plastic bag over her head. A cord was wrapped around her neck, hands and feet according to fox news her three children were home when she was murdered it's terrible according to the wichita eagle dennis knocked on the front door of shirley's house and her five-year-old son opened the door dennis said are your parents home and the five-year-old boy said my mom she's sick in bed dennis let himself in in 2005 by the way the son told the wichita eagle that he is still haunted by that and we talked recently about like victims feeling guilty about certain things and uh, you know yeah you were five years old like there's nothing you could it's not like you had a conscious understanding of what was even happening at that time um so it's really sad to hear yeah it's sad to hear that he's feeling that way dennis tied up the oldest child who was eight and shut all three kids in the bathroom locking the door by tying it shut the kids were eventually able to escape through the bathroom window thank god yeah and that is amazing because according to cnn dennis told investigators that he had planned to kill all of the children and was disappointed that his plan failed dennis killed nancy fox a 25 year old secretary who worked on part who worked part-time at a jewelry store she was found strangled by nylon stockings in her home on december 8th 1977 by the way what a far cry from that first one that he was about to do where he's sort of question you know he had that moment of clarity of i don't want to do this you know yeah. maybe i should back down and then the door opens and he sort of chose that path but i wonder if like looking back that's the moment where you could have said yeah i could have had a life of a or i could have had a life of b i wonder if it would have changed anything well i also wonder if he's being honest about him and maybe being he's reserved. not yeah we're just taking that sort of as a grain of salt never want to trust a serial killer but you know yeah it's still a great point take a drink 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. According, according to court testimony, Dennis explained that he was out trolling for victims when he noticed Nancy go into her house. He decided that she should be what he referred to as one of his projects. He checked her mailbox to learn her name and stalked her for a while, even dropping by her work once. Ugh. He cut her phone lines and broke into her apartment when she wasn't home and waited for her. When she got home, here's what Dennis did according to his court testimony. Again, this is him saying it. Yeah. I confronted her, told her I had a problem, a sexual problem, that I would have to tie her up and have sex with her. Not that he was going to, but that he would just simply have to. He had no other choice. He's got a sexual problem. Yeah. She was a little upset, and we talked a while, and she smoked a cigarette. While we smoked a cigarette, I went through her purse, identifying some stuff, and she finally said, well, let's get this over with so I can call the police. Police. Blah, blah, blah. police. <laughs> the police. The police. Let's get this over with so I can call the police. So I said, okay. She said, can I go to the bathroom? I said, yes. She went to the bathroom and I told her when she came out, make sure she was undressed. When she came out, I handcuffed her. He said to the judge that after he strangled her, at the time I masturbated, sir. Again, gentlemen yeah. saying, sir. Uh-huh. Dennis called police from a payphone himself to report the news, according to Fox. He gave the police her name and address. So he's calling this in, you know, I mean, this talk about ultimate taunting of the police and figuring it out. I mean, he's basically throwing everything at them and being like, oh, yeah, she's dead up there. But I found this story to be so interesting. Just like, can I go to the bathroom? But it like, goes back to what I was just saying is like, is this really what happened? Like, he's kind right, of I making mean, it seem like she was just kind of OK with it and was like trying to get it over with. For all we know, she could have been trying to get the hell out of the house. You and know? that's definitely true. And that could yeah. have been his own like exactly. muffling of the story. But it is kind of odd that in his court testimony, and I watched yeah. it, he's so matter of fact. It's like, you're admitting to killing 10 women. Why are you lying right. about these certain... Th- like, it just yeah, felt totally. odd to me. Yeah, like, totally. I don't know if it's a justification also, or what. I mean, if it's true, right? what was the motivation for going to the bathroom? Like, maybe she knew she was about to die and she just wanted a minute. Yeah. By herself. Ooh, that's or, creepy. You know, yeah, you know that's I mean? a good. Yeah, that's or true. What do you say to yourself? Maybe she then? had like a volume in the bathroom and she took yeah. it. And she, you totally. know, you know what I mean? Like, no, totally. I, like who knows? Yeah, it's very disturbing to think it about. It does seem like an odd story, though, because if I'm going to the bathroom for my last minute alive, I'm grabbing whatever the fuck I can grab to I'm kill this motherfucker. I'm trying to like, bust the walls down. And that's Under why you don't claws. mess with Terrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is that? why he doesn't fuck with me, You hear people. that, everybody out there? Well, I, I will grab my electric toothbrush and I will <laughs> jam it down your throat. I don't care. I'm going. I have my electric toothbrush and my deodorant, <laughs> and I'm not going down without right. a fight. And my Vaseline. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, Vaseline. Vaseline, interesting. Makeup okay. remover. Oh, okay. Vaseline's we won't, we won't, we won't dig into that. Um, more toying with the media than happened in the early uh, in early 1978. He sent a lit a le- let me try that again. Yep. In early 1978, he sent a letter to television station KAKE in Wichita. Uh, in that letter, he took responsibility for the murders of the Otero. 
of the Oteros, Shirley Vian, Nancy Fox, and Catherine Bright. This is according to the book that I just mentioned, Erotophonophilia, which is very hard to say, Investigating Lust Murder. I think it's Erotophonophilia. Erotophonophilia sounds right. Oh, interesting that you just have that ready to go. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. don't worry Included about it. Included in the second letter was a poem he wrote entitled, Oh, Death to Nancy, a parody of the folk song, Oh, Death. Um, so here's that poem, by the way, I have some, I used to be a poet. I was a creative writing major in college before I realized that you don't get good jobs being a creative yes. writing major, there you go. but I used to be pretty good. So I will, maybe I'll read this and maybe critique it. Um, this is, Oh, death to Nancy. And by the way, these are uncorrected pronunciations. This is how he wrote it. What is this that I can see? Cold, icy hands taking hold of me. For death has come, you all can see. Hell has opened its gate to trick me. Oh, death, oh, death, can't you spare me over for another year? I'll stuff your jaws till you can't talk. I'll bl blind your legs till you can't walk. I'll tie your hands till you can't make a stand. And finally, I'll close your eyes so you can't see. I'll bring sexual death unto you for me. BTK. Um, I would give this a failing grade, and this is a mess, and you're an asshole. See you later. Also, like also, also John, you read that by correcting all of the insane No, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you, you read it correctly, yeah, and if you would have read it phonetically, <laughs> it would not have sounded like that. That's true. And he also didn't say, I'll bind your legs so you can't walk. Yeah, he said, I'll blind your legs. Yeah, I think, did I say that? I thought I no, said, you said blind. No, you said blind. Yeah. You said blind, but obviously it was clearly, you'd bind. think, meant to say I blind. Mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you blind I, a leg, yeah, but whatever the fuck I'm in. Matt, you want to test it out? <laughs> Um, so there's that poem. I guess you could check it out yourself if you want to deconstruct the, you know. Send it to your words. loved ones this holiday season. Yeah, this holiday season. Um, in one letter to the local media, BTK wrote a letter that asked, how many people do I have to kill to get my name in the paper, according to People? Then after 1979, the killings cooled off for a long time. And, you know, this kind of reminded me of the East Area Rapist, which was one of our first episodes, who took several years away from murdering and raping people um, before he started doing it again. Yeah. So very similar kind of thing going on in similar time frame. But by this the way. goes back to what we were talking about with Matt. Like he wants to be fucking famous. You yes. know, he sees himself as the fucking Superman of our generation. Like right. he wants to be in oh. the papers. For a second there, I thought you were talking about Matt. So just glad no, we're no, clearing no, no. that I think up. Matt knows that he's a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we hammer that in every day. Yeah, right, Matt? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why I'm going to make another drink, and you guys have only drank Matt, a quarter so of your strong. drinks. Yeah, Matt, because it's all alcohol. My whole esophagus is burning and in flames. Yeah, what's in this? Isopropyl alcohol and vodka. Yeah, like, exactly. that is what is in you your gin. People, it's almost painful. You can't handle your alcohol. I really can't. I don't do Matt, I'm, we have to get back to work, okay? Not all of us can just be paid to just sit around and... <laughs> If there's a fruity drink with lots of sugar, that's my kind of thing. This straight... You're like a fruit punch type of guy with ice. I have... I have been drinking fruit punch like crazy lately. I don't Done. know what's wrong. Snapple fruit punch. If you guys want to sponsor that was us, so homophobic. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 hate gay people. Well, huh. sadly, Darren, let's get to some more killings because he didn't stop. He did not stop. Yeah. Uh, Marine Hedge, fifty-three, was strangled on April twenty-seventh, nineteen eighty-five. She was one of Dennis's neighbors. He strangled her in her home, according to CNN. A sergeant testified that Dennis told him he brought her body to his church to have his way with her, which 
church apparently was taking bondage photos of her. At church, of all places. Gosh. Dennis put her body in a remote ditch, which baffled police, making them unsure if she was killed by BTA because it wasn't his MO. We never heard about any sort of ditch. Exactly. According to A&E, he actually snuck out of a Boy Scout camping trip to kill Marine. The sergeant also testified, he stated to me that if he could really pull it off right by his house, it would really be a biggie. He told me it was really bad for a guy to knock one of the neighbors off. It's not good for a serial killer because you don't want to kill in your own habitat. Oh, so weird. I feel like I'm watching National Geographic. I know. <laughs> a killer in the wild. Wild. Uh, Vicky Weggerly, 28, was strangled to death on September 16th, 1986. Dennis posed as a telephone repairman, but once he was in the house, he pulled a gun on her. Um, before I get to this testimony, you know, I thought about that all the time when I used to, when I was at home, when I was a kid, if my brother yeah. was taking care of me, if someone rang the doorbell yeah. and they were dressed in uniform, I thought... You should I'm not going it. to, yeah, but like, or wait, no. if someone's a police officer right. was standing there, there was something going around. I think it was in New York at the time where guys were dressing up as yeah. fire department and police yeah, officers. Yeah. And I just remember having that like, nope, if I see a police officer, I'm going to call 911 and make sure that it's a proper oh, good thinking entry. Yeah. Well, you can never be too careful these no, days. No, you're right. So here's a disturbing bit of court testimony. Um, I'll be Dennis. Okay. You can be the judge. Sure. I told her I was going to have her. I'm I told her I was going to have to tie her up. She was very upset. I think I used some material. That's another thing. I think I used some material that was in their bedroom. And after I tied her hand, she broke that. We started fighting and we fought quite a bit back and forth. She was physically fighting you? Oh, yes, sir. What happened then? I finally got the hand on her and got a nylon sock and started strangling her. Yeah, so that's... End scene. So using her own... Uh, you know, things laying around this house. Yeah. Uh, his last victim was Dolores E. Davis, who was 63. He killed her on January 19th, 1991. In court testimony, he said, she came out of the bedroom and thought a car had hit her house. I told her that I was, uh, I used the ruse of that. I was wanted on the run, that I needed food, car, warmth, and I asked her, I handcuffed her. I told her I would like to get some food, the keys to her car, talk with her a little bit, calmed her down a little bit, and eventually I checked. I think she was still handcuffed. I went back and checked out where the car was, simulated getting some food, odds and ends in her house like I was leaving, went back, removed her handcuffs, then tied her up, and then eventually strangled her. So I guess maybe she had kind of... Let it go Thought a little he bit. he was leaving, and, yeah. yeah, that she was just helping out somebody. So let's get to some more of him toying with the media and then eventually his arrest finally. So in 2004, 13 years after the last victim was murdered, the anniversary of the Otero murders was covered on local media stations and this led to Dennis's downfall. He began writing to the media 11 times actually and dropping off packages for them. One of the packages delivered in December 2004 was for the Wichita police. It contained the driver's license of murder victim Nancy Fox, which police had noted as stolen from the crime scene. So when was Nancy Fox? That was like se- like one of the first Earlier ones, ones, right? Yeah, yeah. it was like so within the first three. It's been quite a long time, oh, yeah. and now her license is showing up here, which is kind of crazy. Um, uh, but that's how you know it was him. Like, that's how they know that it's not yeah, just exactly. like a, a, a copycat type of murder. Totally. I mean, he's saying, this is me. Come catch me. Right. Also in the package, a doll that was bound at the hands and feet and had a plastic bag over its head, Ugh. according to the Wichita Eagle. According to the Atlantic, one of the items he sent to the media was a computer disc. Police were able to trace that computer disc back to Dennis's church. Another huge mistake, Dennis's car was spotted on security cam footage at package drop-off point. So 
DNA at this point in the early 2000s is totally in full force, at least in, to some extent. But for those of you who might be too young, computer disks were CDs and floppy disks that you used to literally have to insert into your computer to save like documents on. Yeah. So I didn't even realize that you were able to like trace those back to like specific computers, which I thought was very interesting. And I'm assuming if this guy at the age he is wasn't even probably thinking that was an option. But that mixed with the Coleman, you know, he they the he murdered people he worked with, right, his car right. being spotted. His I mean, neighbor. his neighbor, yeah, yeah. like this guy's not being careful. No, definitely not. Well, he. No, bl- I mean, it's not that he's not being careful. It's just that. He's probably not He's a dumb. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> totally. Okay, got it. He blamed his murderous behavior on something he referred to as Factor X. According to Psychology Today, in one letter to the media, he said he possessed Factor X, which, quote, established serial killers like Ted Bundy also possessed. So Factor X is kind of this force to kill that seems to be uncontrollable. It's sometimes uh, mentioned like a monster's in his brain. Which is what you had sort of as best as you could in English uh, cited of that note that he left in that in that book about like there's right. a monster in my head can yeah. you get rid of it because I can't yeah throughout his you know quotes he's always said kind of you know I can't control this blah 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 again this kind of goes back to the whole mental illness thing that Definitely. we were bringing up at the beginning of the episode well Dennis pled guilty to murdering 10 people on June 7th t- June 27th excuse me 2005 so actually not that long ago yeah. as part of his guilty plea Dennis had to recount the details of his crimes in court which is where a lot of our quotes came from and you can actually watch it on youtube you watched it in a very long-winded explanation he discussed his crimes and his victims the prosecutor compared his 30-minute monologue to an academy on awards acceptance (laughs) speech he gave a 30-minute cringe-worthy rambling sentencing statement in it he aligned himself to his victims in a narcissistic warped way and this is i'm going to quote here what i sort of watched Nancy Fox, she was a wonderful person, and I did track her just like a predator. She was well-organized, hard worker. She was a gardener. I love to garden flowers. She attended church, the same church I went to. Joseph Otero was in the Air Force. I was in the Air Force. He was a husband. I was a husband. Although I always wanted to be a pilot, he was a pilot. One time I even thought about taking pilot lessons. It's interesting because reading that and hearing him say that was actually the first time I remember that he was married. Because I'm like, what the fuck is his wife doing? Does she know that he's off doing this? Why not her? Why is she not considered a victim? You know, what makes her sort of special or, you know. Also, the fact that Nancy went to his church. What the fuck? Now we have, he killed (laughs) two of his co-workers. He killed one person in his church. Sloppy, Yeah, and we don't know much about, like, the police investigation into this, do we? So that's another interesting part. Like, I want to know how they weren't able to, like, triangulate all the people around him. Right, like, what are they doing in the meantime? Right. Um, I think that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, exactly. He's bleeding guilty. I mean, he's admitting to everything. Everything, according to him. We don't yeah. know if it could be more than 10 people. We don't know. On August 18th, 2005, Dennis received 10 consecutive life sentences for the 10 people he admitted to killing, and he's in the El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. He's in solitary confinement for his own protection. I imagine that a lot of people would probably want to kill him. He actually earned special yeah. privileges for good behavior, like access to television and radio and to read magazines. According to the Wichita Eagle, Dennis Raider's family... Uh, his wife and two children went into hiding after the BTK's identity identity was revealed. They were hounded by the media, I imagine. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I always wonder, like, did they change their last names? Yeah. Like, are they out there and they don't even 
want any association? Do people know who they are? I'm so interested in that. Yeah, I don't think that's anyone's like first Tinder profile. Being no. Like, oh, by the way. By the way, yeah. I claim to fame here. Some people thought the, the wife surely knew something was up, even though investigators were positive she did not have a clue. And we've seen this in a bunch of cases. People often do not know even spouses, good friends, family members. They, they well, hide it. It's a second life. Well, it seemed like he was an active member of the church. He was right. a leader of the Boy Scouts troop. A like, nice guy all around. Yeah, there was nothing really indicating that he would be a serial killer on the in the side. Well, actually, just this year, Dennis's daughter spoke out for the first time. She said, quote, you were alive. There was almost a guilt there for being alive. They died and you got to live. And my dad got to walk me down the aisle at my wedding. He should have been in prison in 1974. He shouldn't have gotten the right to raise us. Other people got their daughters taken away from them. Wow, that's very interesting. So, so that says to me that she doesn't. Yeah, this. that she is flabbergasted, shocked, yeah. feels terrible for the victims, and honestly, it wants to like excommunicate, like just completely rid her Cut father off, of her yeah. life. Um, but that is the BTK killer. That is Dennis. That is what he did. Yeah, and he is suffering in prison because of that. All right, there you go. So if this is for all of you guys who wrote into us, voicemailed us. Let Thank us you know. so much for the suggestion. We yeah. hope we did it justice. Let's move over to listener shoutouts now. Danielle, okay. Danielle on Twitter says, "Are you guys doing any additional live shows in New York City soon? Obsessed with your podcast. Well, yes, we well, are. <laughs> funny you should mention that. I wrote back to Danielle on Twitter, but for anybody who's wondering, December twenty first at seven thirty at Caroline's on Broadway." Broadway on Broadway we'll have special guest Michelle Collins tickets can be found at oxygen.tv slash Caroline's and there is a link to that in the description of the show Jillian on Twitter says it took me less than a month to binge all 49 episodes of Martinis and Murder I love you Carpe Darren Jay Thrasher you make my 50 minute commute a joy thanks for being awesome you know 50 sorry I, yeah. what, do oh. I not exist <laughs> that was a redacted <laughs> statement I don't know do, I, out I, for do I not exist I, I cannot say, believe this this is literally like the only comment that doesn't, doesn't include, include him. And look how like yeah. look how fucking egotistical oh, he is. It's He's insane. like he needs to include me. I'm part of the team. <laughs> We're like Matt. Shut up. Can Make we just strengths. have one comment where it's give just like us? One, Matt. Like give us one. You know, 49 episodes ago, I know, I'm not sure anyone even knew what was going on with. But Matt. we are impressed. You finished 49 episodes in a month. That in is a month? feat. I think I wrote her back and I was like, I'm so sorry you had to hear my voice for that month. Absolutely. For that long. Yeah. Well, and of course, thanks to everyone for commenting and having fun with Matt's Instagram. Matt, what is your latest follower on uh, follower account on Instagram? Do you know? I'm Off the top of no. no, okay. While Darren looks, if that he has up, more than me, I'm gonna flip a shit. You can look in the show notes and link straight to Matt's uh, Instagram, which is Matt underscore the underscore bartender. Hold on, we're posting there all the time. Two thousand three hundred and fifty-four followers. Oh, for Matt. there you go. Matt's famous. God what do you know? It. But you know, when we look through its feed, it's like all of us. It really is. So mainly I feel us. better. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. Um, we did have one voicemail, right, this week, Darren? We did have one voicemail, yeah. and this voicemail just was amazing. the best. It had me cracking up. Remember the big pumpkin pie oh, yeah. scuffle of 2017 from the last mm -hmm. few episodes? Well, Amy from Missouri wanted to chime in on well, her. I'm sorry. What was that? That incident was that? when John said. He was a, he's a communist. He's a, yeah. he's a communist. He's a communist. And he was like, oh, he's I, not I an had American. my first piece of pumpkin pie you see what I have to this past with? weekend. And Matt and I were like. What? This Obviously. is the first time Matt and I have ever agreed on anything. We were like, excuse me, you've never had a piece of bump gown? You're like, mm, I'm in my first I time feel this attacked. year. And we I were feel like, cornered. that's not how you phrase it, creative writing English major. That's not what you do. Oh, are you wow. BCK? Are you telling me something? Wow. Are there monsters are in you your clapping? head? Are you clapping? I mean... 
get it together. This is, oh my goodness. I feel very attacked. I feel cornered. I'm getting hot and flustered. Well, in order to make you feel better, Amy from Missouri <laughs> has the best story for you guys. Take a listen. Hey, y'all. My name is Amy, and I'm from Missouri. Um, if you want to hate on some pumpkin pie stories, um, so my cat accidentally stepped in the pumpkin pie I baked this year for Thanksgiving, um, and I really didn't want to make another one, so I just put Cool Whip over it, um, and my family ate it. So I don't know if that's bad or not, but I assume they're okay. Um, so hopefully that makes you feel a little bit better, John, um, and you're not so worried about the pumpkin pie. Well, thank you guys so much, and I love your show. Bye. Amy, so sorry to hear about the pie. I am not. I, f- I would do the same fucking thing. Kudos <laughs> to you. And by the way, love cats. So I'm I in. was going to say, I couldn't tell if she said cat or my pap. Because by the way, my pap would step in the pumpkin pie. Oh, so I, I was, was thinking like, pap smear and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> no, no, pap no, Pap is no. in grandfather, Dan. Pappy. You're Pappy. taking this show in all kinds of different directions Well, today. I don't know, John. You've never had a piece of pumpkin pie in your life. I so have, I don't know where we are at this point. And by the way, I'm... Uh, no, he, he had his first one. He had his first year. one. That's right. We're done Thank here. you, Matt. Thanks, everybody. That's a good point. Take a drink. That's a wrap on uh, Martinis and Murder. I almost said watch what happens live. Get what is wrong it, with me? John. Are you yeah. BTK? Are you? Find out on next week's Tell episode. Me. By the way, this was our 50th episode of Milestone Episode. Oh, my God. So high five. Oh, Yay. my God. We're old as Matt. Yay. We're just as old as Matt. Yay. <laughs> I am not fucking 50. Say, it's not 50. Don't Fine, give Fine. You're that. almost 60, Matt. Chill. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>